Hello and welcome to Dialogue, the Diapoint podcast. I'm your host, Pam Durant. Hi everyone, welcome back to Season 4, Episode 9 of Dialogue, the Diapoint podcast. I'm really happy that we're still going in midway into Season 4. Um, I have a very special guest with me today. And I really debated about doing this for a long time. And you'll hear me talk a little bit about it. Um, my son is joining me actually today in the podcast. My son's name is Aaron. And he was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at the age of 20 months old. He was so small. And even still, when I see someone that has a 20 month old child, if I ask someone, or I overhear someone say, oh, they're 20 months, I have to stop and look. And not intentionally, but to stare, but I still just can't believe that I had a child that was that small when he was diagnosed. Um, if you're new to the show, my name's Pamela Durant. I'm the founder and managing director of Diapoint. And I started Diapoint from my experience of raising a child with type 1 diabetes. Because what I realized as I, I always worked as a healthcare manager, I think maybe for 20 or 25 years before I left my corporate job to do this. And what I realized and what I tell a lot of people is that I used to think I was a healthcare expert until I had a child with a chronic condition. And then I realized I was not a healthcare expert. I knew nothing. I knew some things and I had an understanding of how process and systems worked. And I was able to see very quickly that sometimes those things weren't really serving people with diabetes or making people feel better about having diabetes or wanting to manage it. A lot of different things I observed. Um, despite, you know, the first year was kind of just a blur, but it wasn't until after that first year of settling, settling into the diagnosis that I really started to see things in a different light, both personally and professionally. And so that made me question a lot of things and want to change a lot of things for a lot of people. And we do that through supporting people with diabetes, whether it's type 1, type 2, or some other kind of diabetes that you might be experiencing. So when I was in the car today, and to be honest, things have been extremely busy professionally and and personally. We're in the process of moving and renovating the place we're going to move to and a whole lot of other things happening at one time on top of all of that. And plus, you know, work and, and raising a a child and having a teenager. I told Aaron, because I'd been thinking, what am I going to talk about on the podcast? Because usually I try to have episodes recorded earlier, I have guests lined up and things like that, but I just hadn't had the time to do it. And I do have some lined up, but everyone is quite busy. So those are going to, you know, happen next, starting next week and beyond. So I said to my son, Aaron, I said, what do you think I should talk about? I don't have a guest and I'm just kind of stumped right now. He's like, why don't you have me on the podcast? And this is something that I never really thought about. I did think about it because he has asked before. Or sometimes when he was younger, someone um, once told me to, oh, you can, you know, have Aaron help you or use Aaron or use Aaron's pictures more or things like this, which I personally don't do. 
um, especially for young children. Uh, now that he's 15 and he's much more mature and ha- genuinely has an opinion and a lot of experience in this area. And I thought, well, this could be interesting and let's just have a chat and see where it goes. So after we got home, we sat down and I just started to ask him some questions about his opinions, his experiences. You'll hear him um, talk about some of the questions that he's been asked. We talk about that a bit. Some of the crazy things people have said about diabetes. Some of the positive things that have come out of having diabetes. And also he shares how he manages school and sports and things like that. And before we begin this episode, I want to say anything that you hear, and and this is for all episodes on dialogue, but anything that you hear here is not medical advice. This is one person's experience, one teenage experience, and the way he manages his diabetes is uh, how he manages it. It is not to say that this is how everyone else should manage it or what they should do. And if you have any questions about anything you hear, as always, you should ask your doctor, your qualified doctor, or your diabetes team. And so please don't forget anything that you hear from Diapoint or from this podcast, or maybe it's in a a group um, that you're in, in a community, or anything, anywhere that you hear that you might be hearing for the first time or comes across as a suggestion or something you're curious about, please follow up with your healthcare team. And having said that, now let's get on with the show. Hello, and welcome back to a very special episode of Dialogue, the Diapoint podcast. My name is Pamela Durant. I am the founder and managing director of Diapoint. And today with me, I have a a very special guest, maybe the most special guest I've ever had on the show. It happens to be my son. Hello. I think most special is debatable, but most special we'll is debatable. See. Okay. His, we'll his words, not mine. Um, so how did this come about? So I never really, you never see Aaron, you know, that I have a child that has type one diabetes and you probably know he's a teenager, but I don't talk too much about him. I mean, sometimes I do. And you've never seen his face because he's not the face or a poster child of Diapoint or anything like that. And I really have a lot of feelings about, you know, people that use children in, in business and in that way. So I've always been really cautious and mindful of that and trying to be. And today in the car, I was I was talking to Aaron. And I said, you know, it's been so busy. I haven't had time for a guest for next week. So I'm going to do a solo episode. What do you think I should do? What should I talk about? He's like, I don't know. And then he's like, why don't you have me on the podcast? Why don't I come on the podcast? Yeah, I've been asking you this. I've asked you this like five times. He's, he's asked me, and we're in season four now, and he's asked me a lot of times if he can be on the podcast or something like that. And I said, no, you're, you know, too young. Um, I want to make sure, you know, that that you want to do this. He's 15. He's very, he's very wise at age 15. And so I just thought, okay, so, you know, let's, let's give this a whirl and, and see how it goes. And I mean, Aaron's got a lot of opinions and a lot to say. 
and a lot of experience with diabetes because he's lived pretty much his whole life with diabetes. He doesn't know what life without diabetes feels like. Yeah. And because he he was diagnosed at 20 months old. Do you have any recollection at all? No, I was like one and a half. I know you were, but some sometimes, you know, I know one person I talked to when they were diagnosed, they were a few months older than you, but they kind of had some vague memories of the hospital and stuff like that. I think my brain is still developing. Developing? Yeah. Okay. So first question, when you think of diabetes, like, and people ask you about it or, you know, learn you have it, what, what typically happens? Are they surprised? Do they ask you a lot of questions about it? Or is it just like really no big deal? Um, there's three responses and it's all of them are kind of like, I guess, I guess the best way to put it is like the stages through grief because it's all the same questions and the same reactions and it all leads to one point. Um, I'm sure like before I got it, like before 2003 or whatever, the questions might've been different, but that usually the first three they start with like, oh, cool. Like someone I know has diabetes and then they just don't mention it. Or it's like, oh, um, so does that mean you can't eat sugar? That's another one. Or there's like, like um, some people just don't even know like, what is that? So I think those are the three main ones. Those are the three responses. Yeah. Okay. And what is the craziest thing that and it's anybody's ever asked you about having diabetes? I think so far what I've gotten is, um, can you eat sugar? Like, but you think that's the craziest thing? Um, I'm sure there's something crazy that I might remember, but like the more constant one is, um, cause not everyone at school knows that I have diabetes. So the most constant one is like, they just straight up assume that I can't eat sugar. So it's not like can you eat sugar? It's like, oh, so you can't eat sugar. Mm, yeah, because that's what people usually think of diabetes. They think of type 2 diabetes and lifestyle. And, you know, people with diabetes can't eat sugar. No one should eat excess amounts of sugar. Yeah. But I guess because it's related to blood sugar and stuff like that. Yeah. So people think about that. I think I remember more of the crazy, bizarre questions than you do. Really? Do you remember there was one kid once that he asked if you carried carrots in your pump pack? One of your I friends, do. you remember that? I do, yeah. There was one kid was like, hey, you got carrots in there? I just, I think I've just gotten so many of those You're just used stupid to questions. I just like put it in the back of my head. And then if something reminds me of it, I'll think of it. But it's like, okay. it's not the first thing that comes to mind. So, yeah. And then how does it feel, you know, do you ever have times you wish that you weren't having to deal with this? And of course, nobody wants it. That's kind of, I don't want to say a stupid question, but it's kind of a stupid question. Of course, nobody wants to have diabetes, but do you ever have times where you're like, man, this is just like crazy? Sometimes, yeah. For anybody, child, teenager, adult, that is maybe feeling challenged by it, what advice would you give them? 
Because, I mean, technology now is a lot better. And, of course, there's more people, more endocrines, more well-educated people that know about it. I, there, It's not – I wouldn't say, like, get new information and keep what you know because there's, our, there's always information coming out and there's always people telling you more information that you need to know. So I think the best thing is, like, even when it feels like the worst possible moment, just know that – you can get out of that moment with diabetes, like with DKA or something. If you know you get the right treatment, or um, if you can manage your blood sugar well, you'll be able to get out of that. So I think the best thing is just to not in like not to say this in like a harsh way, but like push through. You know, keep going. Yeah, keep going. Okay, like, keep going. Don't give up. Can we say it that way? Yeah. Okay, that's nice advice. To yeah, because nowadays some people push through has a lot of yeah. heavy heavy meanings to it but in the case of overcoming challenges you got to keep going all right because it's like a marathon all right and how do you find like social situations having to take a break step out bolus or stuff like that is it easy hard i mean it's Pretty easy, yeah. I because I've been experiencing it with so long. I get if someone that may have been like newly diagnosed at like my age would find it awkward. But the thing is, um, you shouldn't find it awkward because it's something you have to do, kind of like brushing your teeth or like drinking water every day, you know, it's like something a necessity you need to do. So um if you don't find it awkward, then I feel that other people don't find it awkward. So it's kind of like they take on energy because they just assume it's something normal, especially if you've like told them that you have diabetes. And if they see you doing something that doesn't look like an iPhone or whatever, or you take like uh, like a pump, like I'm on a pump, or I see you taking out your pump during class, they'll probably bring up the discussion of like, oh, are you diabetic or something along those lines. So just as long as you don't necessarily make the situation awkward or embarrassing, no one will really notice unless they're like really paying attention to you. So, yeah, no, if you're comfortable, then then I'll be comfortable too. Okay, cool. And how does it feel to have like your mom is having a company and doing all this stuff around diabetes? Is that, is that like too much or over the top? You can answer honestly. I won't be offended. (laughs) I mean, being a diabetes advocate, I know is hard especially if you're bringing like new technology and stuff to like Middle East region and, you know, getting people to join you in that. But um, I don't really find it weird or anything because it's just like, okay, my mom's been doing this with me since I was one. So now she's helping other people do it, you know, it's not that different. It's not weird. Okay. Because sometimes it can be like too much diabetes. Even for me, it's like diabetes all the time. But diabetes is like that. It's every day. And for those of you listening, maybe it's your first time listening. The reason I started this was because I was working in healthcare. My husband worked in healthcare. And I thought if we were really struggling with this, then if you don't work in healthcare and you don't even know who to ask or where to go or what to do, it must be even more challenging than than it already was. Yeah. It was very challenging. It was very challenging. Yeah. How do you find, um, so you, 
you're kind of sporty. You play tennis and yeah. you do boxing and you played basketball for years before. And how do you find managing diabetes, your, your diabetes when you play sports? Is it annoying? Is it hard? Um, I mean, with sports, it's like trying something. You have to see how it goes, especially with your blood sugar, because you don't know how your body will react to um, sports. Like when I do boxing, my blood sugar goes down. But when I play tennis, both are cardio sports. But when I play tennis, my blood sugar spikes up. So it just depends on what's happening during your practice or training or game or when you're sparring or whatever, or when you um, are taking those breaks, you know, it just depends on what you're doing and when you're doing it. So cool. What's the one thing that you wish that people who didn't have diabetes outside of knowing that, you know, the sugar question, what is the one thing that you wish they knew? I don't have an answer for that, but I can tell you one thing I wish they didn't do. Yeah. Um, like this is for more pump users, but let's say um I wear like a sporty pump pack, so it's a lot slimmer, but I used to not. And um when that ha- when that was when I was doing that, I would always get people randomly walking up to me during school or uh, at school events and stuff, and they would just usually kids my age and they would point and say oh is that a why are you wearing a fanny pack or something like that that's like kind of a pet peeve I don't like yeah people used to ask me if it was a pager or if you had a cell phone yeah pager I know they think I'm 90 was what hey man pagers pagers were happening and I'm not when I was young and I'm not 90 but am I Were. were of course I agree were but I'm not 90. Yeah, but I'm saying that... Your grandfather's not even 90. Yes, exactly. He's not using a pager because he's not 90 yet. <laughs> Only doctors... So and- so when you are when you become 90, you get pagers? Yeah, you get like a certificate that says... Hey, I used a pager. This pager here belongs to so-and-so. Oh, only gosh. for doctors and only for senior citizens 90 and above i'm so sorry that we didn't keep any of those um artifacts for you to to artifacts (laughs) what do you mean i know a bunch i know floppy disks i know turntables i know a lot of a lot of artifacts i was well educated i wonder why you must have really cool parents Mm -hmm. (laughs) nice and do you know any other kids at school that are type one? Do you have any friends, like close friends, or you know any other kids at school? I know there used to be one, but I think she graduated. Uh, okay. So not anymore, because when I look in the nurse's office, the diabetes supplies, it's just my oh, stuff. Really? Oh, really? So no okay. Even though they keep like stock glucometers and stuff, there's no other. Yeah. I think there might be a couple of other ones there, but I think. They um, don't keep supplies in the nurse's Or office. I think their parents aren't as like. Advocate. Not, not advocate, but not as like prepared for the zombie apocalypse as I am. Um, and then I always send to ordering three kgs of Smarties is like that was an accident. That was an accident. So yeah, what Aaron's referring to once um, in the U.S. There's a candy called Smarties, not to be confused with the British chocolate covered Smarties. Smarties are little small sweet tarts, and they come in a little roll. Surprised I don't have any sitting around here, but 
And uh, those are great to treat lows. And especially if you're getting on an airplane because juice boxes are liquid inside and raise a lot of concern by a lot of... Especially with TSA. Yeah, with T, there's... How could so you many, not? So, so many, many, so many stories of the juice box causing havoc in the airport. So I decided, you know, I, I saw one mom that had him. She's like, it's great. I'm like, this is good because then you don't have to stop. And the first time I had Smarties and I went through a security check in an airport, it was amazing because nobody like stopped to empty our entire bag and give Aaron the, the rub down and everything else to make sure he wasn't, you know, having anything else. So Smarties is this candy, as I was explaining. And so I ordered some from the U.S., but I accidentally, I thought I was just ordering three large bags. But what happened was three cases came. That's like six kgs. It was like six kgs. And that was probably, I mean, it was well before COVID, six years ago, maybe. And we still have Smarties in the closet. It's sugar, so it doesn't go I think five, maybe four. Maybe it was 2019, 2018. I think 2018. Five. Yeah. So, so we got lots of candy. What, what has been your, I don't want to say like coolest experience because sometimes, you know, I, I always say no one wants to have diabetes, but in my case, I've met so many interesting people that have diabetes. They're so inspirational. It doesn't have to be a person, but what has been like your coolest experience that you think you had because of diabetes? That that's easy. Um, meeting Team Novo Nordisk. Team Novo is, that, is pretty. The whole team that was really good. Um, yeah, Team Team Novo, if you're out there. That was probably the a highlight of having diabetes. Also, meeting the uh, diabetic American Ninja Warrior. Oh yeah, that that was cool. Yeah. And yeah, once in the U.S., um, we went to the Friends for Life conference, and one of the American Ninja Warriors was the type one that was there, and he was signing autographs, and he was just a really cool guy. Yeah, I think even without diabetes, doing any of those things that they do, Team Novo, American Ninja Warriors, it's it's challenging enough yeah. without it. So to to do it with diabetes is is really super cool yeah that was that was quite quite lovely they're amazing uh so how do you find managing tests exams at school like if is your pump going off while you're testing is your blood sugar going up because you're nervous um i mean sometimes i just have those off days like with my math test wasn't feeling good that day probably had a cold but then also my blood sugar was high during the test and that like really affects your critical thinking and stuff. Yeah. So, that was so unfortunate yeah. to have a cold and then have high blood sugar. Yeah. That, yeah. It wasn't great for my grade, we'll say, but um, I think the main thing is um, I can't believe I'm saying this because our endocrine told, told me that I need to do this more, but bolus before you eat. Oh, <gasps> Oh, Dr. Sarah, if yeah. you're listening, before it is, it is it going is, in, it is, it is very important because, um, as I'm sure many, uh, T1Ds know, um, the glucose that is in, that is created when you eat food is, um, 
can drive your blood sugar up. And the only way to prevent that is with insulin. But if you don't give yourself insulin, you're just going to drive your blood sugar up. It's different if like, uh, let's say I have lunch and then I have physical ed immediately after, then I'd probably bolus less if it's the high carb um, meal or if it's a low carb meal, not even bolus at all, because I know that in PE, I'm exerting a lot of energy because I'm giving my best, you know, running like three, four minute kilometers and all of that stuff. So I'm like really putting in my best effort. So then that way, it just depends on how you know you react to sport. If you have any sport after school or right after you eat or before you eat even and how you react with that. Mm, very good. And I think that's also really important for controlling your blood sugar because if you're on top of your blood sugar, when you're before and after you're eating, you won't really have to worry about your blood sugar when you're not eating because if it's riding at like 120, 150, which is like the perfect range, you know, even 100 if you want it to be, then you won't have to worry about it spiking up unless you have like an extreme reason to be anxious or anything like that. But um, of course, your blood sugar will come down when you get less anxious. So, you know, if you have anxiety, learn like, um stuff that'll calm you down like simple breathing and all that stuff but just bolus before your and before your meals and if you have to after your meals to get that blood sugar down i think cool so i meet a lot of moms that have children that are newly diagnosed Mm -hmm. and i know we talked about people that might be feeling challenged by diabetes for parents moms dads that have children that have been recently diagnosed because one thing that came up in our coffee morning earlier this week in our community meeting was one mom said what she realized is that at the beginning she was more worried and more stressed out than her son and once you know they accepted it and got used to the idea then things became much more easy but she felt like her son accepted it more easily so what advice would you give to parents that might be worried about this? Um, I think the main thing is that you aren't like expected by your kid to know everything because they're learning with you as you go. So let's say you don't know something, they probably won't know something either. So you can kind of be like, if you have an older kid, you can be um, like a kid my age or maybe a little bit younger. You can be codependent with each other. Like, let's say you don't know like a question to something uh, you can ask your kid if what what do they think what are their opinions on it and then if it seems all right with you for making because you'll be the more mature uh decision maker in that um situation if it's okay with you and if they think it's a good option try it you know because um what a lot of people are afraid of is like we've done this as well like not being afraid of it but like the best way to learn is by trying and if you fail that's okay because as i said earlier you can always um correct what you've done even though uh, i know a lot of people especially early diagnosed are afraid of those like hypo or hyperglycemias but the thing is if you as long as they don't get dangerously high or low like in the 50 40 range or in the uh 400 300 range yeah very dangerous it shouldn't you shouldn't be deterred from trying so instead of um, oh, instead of last time you gave 40 carbs for a donut and you went high, try giving a little bit more 50, 60 carbs. Even if the internet says that this amount of carbs are in 
uh, Krispy Kreme donut or whatever. <laughs> something new. I was like, did I just hear you talk about donuts? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We don't we don't eat donuts every day, but it's always a topic. Um, it's a good example. It's a good it's a good example because it's like great example. who really knows what's in a donut? And yeah, kids nowadays seem yeah. to to like donuts. Yeah. But if you're a younger parent, I wouldn't also worry because yes, there's that younger kid thing of like why is that? You know, like why is the sky blue? Why is the rescue? But with this, um, they'll just continue being a kid. You know, they won't worry about um, one of our cats is screaming at yeah. the door. That's okay. They like, may or may not. They, they they'll just continue being a kid. You know, they won't have that like shock of oh my god, I have type one diabetes. They'll just continue being a kid. You know, uh, talk with their nursery or with their school or with their school about like action plans for what needs to happen or like uh what we used to do is we used to have like a lunch book log that would help us um plan out and help the nurses at my old school um know what to do what the next thing was you know or like even uh something as simple as my the nurses at my school now they still use it that um chart for blood sugars oh yeah the chart super blood sugar is here the range from like 100 to 150 all, all along up to 400 and the arrows on this side and then you just match it with your finger like this and then it'll tell you what to do like oh if your blood sugar is 250 three arrows up give what the pump recommends maybe even a little bit more if it's been rising for a while and then wait 30 minutes and then if it doesn't come down do the same thing again you know just like small steps can go a long way um, because it's, you got to crawl before you can walk, you know? Wow. That's a very amazing advice. You're very wise in this thing. I should ask you more often what to do. Mm. Mm. Excellent. I'm wise when I need to be. You're wise when you need to be. That's what wisdom is about, is it not? Spread too much wisdom and it sounds like you're just spreading rumors, but spread enough and you'll be wise enough. I think you would have said that. No. No. <laughs> All right. I will let you get back to your evening. Thank you so much for the suggestion and joining me on the podcast. No problem. Will you come back? Yeah, I probably will. You probably will. Okay, cool. So you might see Aaron again. Yeah. Um, if you have any questions for Aaron, drop us an email at info at diapointme.com. I'm sure he'll be happy to answer those directly. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Okay. Thank you again. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I appreciate your support. If you like the podcast, please give us a rating, um, write us a review, or share it with someone you know. It helps us to help you. And thank you so much for joining, and we'll see you at the next episode. Bye. Bye. I really want to thank Aaron for joining me on the show. It's very hard to interview close friends and family, I think, especially your your child. He's very smart and very witty, and we both have kind of the same sarcasm, um, which any sarcasm or things like that were removed from this episode, but he's not an easy person for me to interview, um, probably because also I know a lot about his story, even though I don't know his personal story because I'm not the one living it. But it was challenging to find questions sometimes to to ask because it, when 
when you're interviewing someone and things are spontaneous, even though I didn't know exactly what he was going to say, I had an idea possibly, but, but some of them surprised me. So thank Aaron for joining us on the show. And like I said, if you have any questions for Aaron, please drop us an email at info at diapointme.com. And I'm sure he'll be happy to um, answer those questions. He's been a great support as I've been growing and working at Diapoint. He even selected the design for the Diabetes School Journal. Um, it got the Aaron seal of approval. We had some options from the designer and he selected the best one. So it's very kid friendly. So it's, it's nice to th- that he understands it, but he is not, you know, a regular part of our work and what we do here. So it was a real special treat to, to have him here. And thank you again, everyone for listening. I really, really appreciate your support and that you come here every week to listen to the podcast. Also, if you enjoy the show, whether you're new or you're listening regularly, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts or leave us a rating and review. Maybe recommend it and share it with friends and family. And please, if you'd like to visit our website at diapoint.me and sign up for our email list, get newsletters about health, wellness, and tips for diabetes. Also, you can check out our free resources and extra information. You can follow us on social media at diapointme, or also we have Arabic channels, Diapoint Arabia or Arabia, if depending on how you're pronouncing it. And you can visit the Diapoint shop to find some really cool health and wellness and diabetes products. Thank you again for listening to the show. We really appreciate all of your support.